0: Well hello, welcome to episode four of Hops and Fins, the podcast where myself, Jamie Hale, and my good friend Stuart Govan. Stuart, hello.
1: Hello, Jamie. How are you?
0: Very well, thanks very well. This this is the podcast um where me and you discuss um, some beer and also our love of sharks.
1: Correct. It's been a, a wee break since the last one we did, but look forward to it. I'm glad we're back doing it again.
0: Definitely. Definitely. I think it was um, it was kind of early June the last time we posted one. So, um, it's what we normally do is they will um, normally we start off with a beer. Just basically, it's just two pals having a beer t- chatting about sharks and um, look at any sort of news that's been going on. In the, it's noteworthy in the, the sort of shark world. We normally review a film, which uh, kind of shark film. We started off with Jaws, so um, you know, obviously, so far it's been the best film we've reviewed. And if we do 100 episodes, it will probably stay that way. However,
1: it's it's been (laughs) downhill since then, (laughs) yeah.
0: It's been downhill since then. But you know, uh, we've we've done okay. We've done Jaws too, Um, and then The Shallows. And this week we're going to have a look at Open Water, which is loosely based on a true story. So we'll get to that in due course. Uh, And then we've got some. So any other sort of shark, uh, shark chat that is going around. Um, first things first, though, Stuart. It's basically to say the premise. Of this is just two pals having a beer. Um, so my first question for you today is, what, what beer have you got? Well, I brought up two, but I'm because I'm a bit greedy. But I'm going to just
1: I'm going th- for a Hells Hells Lager. Yep. Can you pronounced it. Oh, nice. Um, Golden Malt. Good one. Pale, Craft Ale Lager. So, from the, the brew, Hilden Brewing Company. So, I got this as part of a pack that I got recently. 44 beers, Lord. Nice. <laughs> um,
0: How many beers in are you so far?
1: Uh, I think I'm about five in. So
0: I, it's I, supposed I, I, to be
1: for Christmas. That may not last till Christmas, I'll be honest. What to, have you got?
0: Loch Lomond Brewery. Odin's Beard. I can only really dream of having a beard like Odin, to be honest with you. Um,
1: 45 something. You can some, imagine always down to the
0: waist type beard. Uh. Probably get probably get if you have a big pint, you probably you probably end up with foam on the, on that beard and stuff. Right. Um,
1: okay.
0: Oh, nothing else for it, so I'll just crack this opening.
1: Yeah.
0: I Good nails, pretty light in colour. Well, actually, yeah, it's kind of light. I think it's because I had my hand on the other side. I was looking through the glass, at my hand, <laughs> talking about it. Well, pretty light, um, pretty smooth, nice. How's your, how's yours?
1: Yeah, it's quite light as well. It's um, it definitely has. Mine as a, as it says, it's kind of a bit of a crafty old lager. So there's certainly a, a taste of lager in that, but it's, yeah. it's really nice. It's like,
0: Nice,
1: I would have again.
0: I would have again, have. Is that what it, I think? How, I've got a few of them, you've got a few of them, yeah. So, yeah, I think so. That's good. No, it's just as well as, as good. But, uh,
1: the Loch Lomond yeah. brewery stuff's nice. I do like the uh,
0: It's good, yeah. It's good, I did a few, yeah, it's nice. I was at a wedding in Luss on the banks of Loch Lomond a few weeks ago, and uh, I was driving, so I didn't have any, but certainly the Loch Lomond beer was proven popular with my friend. It's proven less popular with my friend when I was driving him home. Later. He wasn't feeling very well. Went
1: to the local I, brewery, ended up in the middle of the road.
0: I I, 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 don't know, I don't think it was. I do it was the beer. It was the. I think it was the red wine over dinner. I think that was really his main problem. <laughs> He's a seasoned beer drinker." But, um, Anyway, we're recording this basically. It's the it's sort of, um mid November, uh, fourteenth of November. Cop twenty six has been in Glasgow for the last few weeks, and it feels like we've been sort of um living with the sort of part the driving restrictions, all the rest of it, um, for a for quite a few weeks now. And I'm certainly not complaining about that. You know, it has obviously had to be held somewhere. Some, yeah. you know, someone had to deal with the so the the, the traffic issues so. Um, you know, it, it, may, it may as well be Glasgow. Um, so, anyway, it's just concluded, and as you can imagine, obviously the oceans is clearly uh, something that, that that has to be thought about at these moments. And one of the uh, one of the sessions which was, was organised by Sky was um, an exclusive screening of the new Sky Nature show Shark with Steve Batchel, um, which they Advertise as a revel- revelatory series that celebrates the wonder of sharks as a key part of keeping our oceans and planets planet healthy. Planets, it's plural. That's the problem, isn't it? There isn't a, there isn't another planet. And that's really a, that's really our one of our problems. Um, There's no planet B. As there as is as no as planet B. Right? It. it is yeah. a which is quite a good quite a good uh, quite a good message. um The screening was followed by q and A Q&A with with uh, both. Steve Backshall, and also Dr. Wendy Dark, who is a TV producer and a marine biologist. Um, and I'm happy to say you can actually go and watch that on the COP26 YouTube channel. Um, we'll put a link to that in the description of this show if you would like to have a look. But, um, I've not watched all of it, but I have watched some of the Q&A and it is pretty interesting. So, um, So, yeah. Definitely uh, definitely worth checking out, and obviously um, a pretty key part of, of everything they would have been talking about.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I haven't seen that myself, but I'll certainly be checking it out. It seems quite interesting, and, um, and hopefully the discussions did heavily involve, not just sharks, but the preserving of nature in general, which I'm sure it was.
0: There's a great programme on the BBC iPlayer. Uh, called the Earthshot Prize, which is a prize organised by Prince William, David Attenborough. Uh, there's a number of really interesting panelists as well, um, including actually Danny Alves, the Brazilian football player. I think he's one of the most decorated football players of all time, if not the, mm-hmm. decor- one of the most, the most decorated footballer of all time. Anyway, there's there's some there's uh, some really interesting. Um, categories protect and restore nature clean clean our air revive our oceans build a waste free world and fix our climate so uh, as i say they were uh, they were given a million pounds again a million pounds to um to award so just to give you a, the little uh, little summing up paragraph here five one million pound prizes will be awarded each year for the next 10 years providing at least 50 solutions to the world's greatest environmental problems by 2030. And the Earthshot, obviously, sort of taking its name from the moonshot as JFK, um, uh, obviously announced in the early 60s, and obviously man made it, made it to the moon um, by the by the end of that century, so um, it's sort of Echoing that, but anyway, really it's, the programme's really, really good, it's obviously again, it's a really high production value, BBC show it's with David Attenborough, which you, know, you can well imagine, the photography is spectacular
1: Anything with David Attenborough is worth a watch
0: Just an outright legend, isn't he?
1: Oh, I know Let's preserve him Let's see if he can get him preserved and
0: yeah.
1: living till 500 years old
0: Yeah, I know, I know. sort this out So each week, Stuart would review a film and uh, we started off with Jaws, almost the kind of obvious place to to go to start off with. Uh, And then we sort of nominate a film each. So I went first to nominate. I nominated Jaws 2. We sort of tried to discuss whether Jaws 2 is better than Jaws and we've concluded comfortably that it is not. But uh, (laughs) then you chose The Shallows, pretty good film with Blake Lively. And then I chose... I chose... I can't have to remind myself of this. <laughs> I chose Open Water. Would you just like the... Uh, would you like a, sort of, a brief summary of Open Water?
1: Yes, I think for anyone that hasn't seen it, it's worth uh, giving a brief and maybe then save some of the bother of having to watch it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, from Empire Magazine, workaholic couple Susan and Daniel jet off to a tropical holiday spot for a well-earned week off. Keen on, keen on cramming in some scuba action, they take a crowded boat out to a popular reef, 15 miles from shore. Now, the boat wasn't that crowded on the way back, as it turns out, but a headcount error leaves them stranded. So, Stuart, Rotten Tomatoes gave the film 71% from its 196 kind of expert reviews, which is taken from newspapers and things. However, the audience score has given it 33%, which I think is a wee bit generous but myself. But I think, like, firstly, so basically, the, the, as, as, as we just spoke about there, the you know, they go out, the couple goes out, scuba dive, and the, 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 premise, the premise of the story is they're left behind. The boat goes back to shore without them. And then, obviously, they go from... oh. The, Oh, the boat's disappeared. We better wait, we, we better stay here for, when it comes back for us. To as it slowly dawns on them that the boat has left them and isn't coming back for them. And I guess it's now the film, it's quite a low, low-fi film. I think it was made for 120,000 uh, yeah. American dollars, which isn't you know, which isn't too much. And you can sort of tell, I think you can sort of tell it as well. You know, I was sitting there looking myself, am I watching this in HD? You know, like so I watched it on Netflix and I'm thinking, you know, is the broadband still. So. Came out in uh, 2004. Certificate 15. It's it's not too long. it's, eight, it's running. It's running time of 18 minutes. Like so, the premise is good, and it is loosely loosely based on a true story: the disappearance of Tom and Eileen Lonergan, who uh, disappeared, who were basically unintentionally abandoned um, off Australia's northeast coast on the 25th of January 1998 from a from a scuba diving trip out of Cairns. Something that I've done myself actually, but um
1: Yeah, same yeah.
0: Yeah. So the absence were not noted by the boat crew until two days later on the 27th of January. Um and that's I mean, now basically to cut to cut to sort of the chase in terms of the review, I think I sent you a I sent you a picture of, of a, a picture of my television. It was the couple basically looking quite small in the in the big ocean. And I said to you, I think I'd rather be stranded in the middle of the ocean than the watch another one minute of this film. But and I thought, apart of me is thinking, I mean, was it that bad, or was the was is the whole notion of it so horrific that I and well, let's not forget, sort of, and it's true, you know, it did, it has it did happen to, to two people. Maybe I sort of switched off from it and went, I can't watch this. Or, or, or this is no good. Just just because. It's almost too horrendous to think about, and obviously, ultimately, you know, as time goes on, um, they get tired, they get unwell, and then sharks start appearing. Which I suppose is what makes it kind of relevant to us. And ultimately, what one of them is eaten, and then the other one, the sort of at the end of it, the woman just seems to sort of give up and just submerge herself. It's just hard to do, I think. But anyway, so I, like I say, I didn't know. I didn't know whether I just thought if it was generally rubbish or because it's actually when you, when you sort of look at it, fact it was actually only just two people filming it, so it was sort of it's quite a low-fi effort. And and I thought I sort of think well, for two people, it's actually they've done it quite well to take to take you there. But um, but yeah, I just. Um, I don't know. I I just wanted to get I just wanted to get to end. And I also I don't know if it's because I knew how it was gonna end. I just wanted to get it over and done with. I don't know.
1: Stuart, what's your thoughts? Well I never told you at the time. I had seen it before. All right, okay. And it's probably one of the films, one of the only films that I've nearly walked out of the cinema. <laughs> <I've watched it. laughs> okay. But I went in and I watched it again because that was, what, 2004, so um, it was quite a while ago. So I I went in 15 years ago, I thought, you know, I'm just going to watch it again uh, with, you know, clear, blue view on it. And it was, it wasn't great. Uh, But... It's Kind of what you were saying there, and that I would anything negative I'd say I'd caveat that with, but they did a pretty good job for being like 120,000 of their own money with two people. Uh, and that they made a film. I'm never going to criticize someone for making a film, they've done it, know. you know what I mean? Yeah, it was just the first five minutes of that was horrific. Let's like, see, when he's it starts with them in the house and it's supposed to be their journey. It was so badly put together. I'm like, I didn't remember it being this. Like you were saying, you're looking at it going, have I selected, like the carrot vision here or something, you know? <laughs> it was so I was like, and then just some of the cuts as well. It was like this is this is awful. Yeah. But as it went on. It did improve and I actually wonder whether they shot it in sequential order and or maybe it was just the way it was edited that they became better as it went on. Mm. I I don't know. Maybe that's just the way I'm viewing it. I just again, I always caveats it with they made it well done to them. Not going to criticise them for that. I just, it didn't it didn't hit the mark for me at all. But yeah. I didn't care about the characters. Yeah. Uh, actually, well, it almost felt like a student film to begin with.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But actually I didn't think the actors were that bad. But the dialogue wasn't great. But The yeah. actors weren't, weren't terrible. I think yeah. if they had some amateur, real amateurs, it would have made it even worse.
0: Yeah. I just
1: didn't think the tension was there. I didn't think there was anything tense about it at all. Yeah. You're saying it was supposed to be like 50 miles off the coast and they were bobbing up and down there was never very rarely a wide shot to kind of show mm. that there were two small people in this vast ocean
0: yeah yeah
1: it was always quite close up yeah shots so I always had a feeling it was never kind of got the feeling of, of the boat right in front of them yeah. where they're filming from
0: and yeah. you should never feel that you
1: should always feel like yeah Get trying to heighten their fear I don't know about you but for me the fear should have been built on the fact they were stranded rather than the sharks there was a wee bit too much focus on the shark
0: yeah yeah I did read and I sort of think it's sort of a more realistic portrayal of sharks in the sense that for most shark films people would get in the film someone would get in the Someone would get in the water and a shark would just instantly eat them. Which, yeah. which is just not the case at all. So it's um, you know, mostly mostly they were um mostly they were, you know, the sharks were just swimming round. And yeah, they sort of took a nibble at them a couple of times. But by and large, they sort of left them alone until the very, very end. Um what I will say for the filmmakers is that. You know, they obviously, it was, they actually got, they got real sharks. And it's also, I also read that in Georgian things, you see the shark just glide through the water effortlessly. And, you know, in other films, whereas here it's a bit messy, you know, they're a bit, they sort of just, you know, they kind of flap out their tail messily at the, on the surface of the water and things. A bit like the, you know, Mick Fanning, the surfer, who's in the final, you know, the surf final, the shark just sort of, you know, it's, it, it goes up and it sort of, you know, bites at his board. But it's a sort of messy, you know, un- I'm not saying an untidy thing, but I don't really mean it like that, but it's not, it's not a smooth action. You know, it looks like a kind of eh, cl- clumsy thing, but it's, you know, it's not really, but that's what it sort of looks like. Um, and so that's what the, you know, what the, um, you know, what, what the film does sh- show you, which I think is probably is more realistic in things. Um, yeah,
1: it was. It was kind of like the sharks were, like, like they are. They were, they were more inquisitive by the, by these two people. Yeah. Uh, bobbing up and down, and they were getting a wee bit closer and closer and closer, and then they would take a wee bite just to.
0: Mm. It
1: was curiosity. So yes, I think that I think you're right, and that and the shots of the sharks themselves were were decent. Yeah. I, I would quite like to have seen it starting with them a wee bit more of a panic maybe a wee more underwater shots to kind of heighten that fear of not knowing what's underneath you Yeah. And then it was the sharks get closer and closer and closer and I think that's what they did do but I felt that could have been heightened to really Yeah. for the viewer of trying to put themselves in that position would be quite a terrifying ordeal, you take yeah. away the sharks completely, it's a terrifying ordeal regardless yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and then and I did quite like the fact it wasn't, you know, great whites, it was
0: yeah.
1: It was like reef sharks or something like that. Yeah, they were yeah. just they were just having wee bites because they were curious creatures yeah. and that very realistic of what would happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, and I think that as you said, there wasn't too many under what you didn't now when I get, you know, it was almost from the the characters' viewpoints, you know, looking through their looking through their masks and you would sort of just duck under the water. And they, they, you would see like loads of sharks. But, but, you know, but normally, but then, but mostly you just saw the kind of surface of the water, like, as you say, it's a tip, te- you know, just been left in the water, you know, to drift, because the, the couple that this did happen to, they basically concluded the couple would not likely experience an animal attack, but rather succumbed to delirium, resulting from dehydration, which caused them to voluntarily remove their diving outfits and without the buoyancy provided by their gear, expert testified that the couple would have been unable to tread water for long and would have soon drowned. So the whole thing is a sort of terrifying. And as I say, maybe that's why I just disengaged from it because I was just like, oh, man, this is, you know, the whole situation is too, too horrendous to think about, really. I also, I don't like it. I suppose I think, and again, it's easy for me to say, because I suppose at first they don't, re- they don't realise they've been forgotten to begin with. They just think, oh, the boat will come back for us soon. Part of me yeah. think they could have done that. Uh, like, towards the end, they see a sort of marker. I think, couldn't they have swam to that? Maybe not. Again, it's easy for me to say, sitting on my couch. But, um, but um, you know, I'm thinking, oh, maybe they could have swam to that and hung on to it or just climbed up on it or something. I don't know. I don't know what to do. What, but...
1: Maybe it's as simple as if there's more time, a bigger budget, yeah, and maybe someone more creative with more experience behind, you know, directing.
0: Yeah,
1: it could have been done better. Maybe it was as simple as that. It's a decent idea, and the person did it to the best of their ability, budget, and time. <laughs> but someone, because you can not imagine, like to do those shots, filming it. And, it see, would be horrific. It would be
0: mm.
1: tough as anything. It was, you know, Spielberg found out and Jaws, you know. Yeah. Um, so for them to do it with their own money as well, if you break it down like that, they've done a, a pretty decent job and maybe it's just us viewing it now, you're spoiled for the the glossy looking film and this was yeah. really very studenty looking it, it, and
0: yeah,
1: and maybe I'm being harsh. it by a technical point of view, I just thought some of it, like, it's just weird bits in it. I was like, what? Yeah, I thought the long, long fades that just seemed so out of place and weird. There's like, hmm.
0: they've
1: just run out of ideas. Go from one shot to another.
0: Yeah. I know
1: I'll stick in a fifty frame fade. Yeah,
0: and you see some of the cuts. Some of the cuts are almost too sudden and kind of odd. I will say for yeah. a budget for the budget that they had, they made fifty five point five million dollars. Sorry, so you know, do you want to know how many films I've made that have made fifty five million dollars? None. So, uh, I suppose... none. None.
1: I'm
0: um, staggered. I don't... So, so you know, I've I've got this. Uh, yeah, maybe I should. I, I should think less harsh. I think they
1: they sold the rights after the first. Um, after the first aired they, they sold the rights to Lionsgate mm-hmm. for two and a half million. Uh, and then, after it was Sundance Film Festival and Lionsgate Entertainment, they spent for like eight million dollars in distribution and marketing. And like you say, it grossed 55.5 million worldwide. Uh, and obviously the marketing, they've heavily on the Based and True Events, which yeah, has yeah, got yeah. people in. Yeah. Because even... Like reviews, like Roger Ebert, the very famous uh, movie critic, he gave it three and a half
0: out of five. Ah, one hundred.
1: So uh, he, you know, he gave it favorable, favorable reviews. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes was seventy three percent. Seventy one. Sorry.
0: Seventy one, and the audience was thirty three.
1: Yeah, but then if you go to, like IMDb, it's not that high. I don't think. A five point seven out of ten overall. that would take IMDb because you're going to get a mix of as viewers as well. So it's a bit like the tomatoes. It's maybe had a time and place, and now it, yeah. it's it's a very dated looking thing. And even you know your low budgets, they look good because you can film them, and cameras are more accessible now. That was filmed on digital, so yeah. it was really very early days of digital. Yeah, yeah, but fairly early days. Um,
0: yeah, you can so, imagine now it could be, you know, probably with fairly inexpensive cameras could be better. You know, even this is a world. Yeah, of the, Go, GoPros and things.
1: Yeah, uh, and but then you you know if they're doing it in the water, you're gonna have to put some sort of housing to, to protect it. Probably uh, maybe at maybe that point it. Degraded yeah. the quality of the film. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: I didn't think it was well put together, but again, it's maybe just inexperience of the of the filmmaker himself. Um yeah. but it did actually spawn two sequels of sorts. Yeah. Um which kind of hard really liked it, but it's a Open Water 2 Adrift, which I have seen as well. Um although can remember very little about it, and then Open Water 3 Cage Dive, mm-hmm. which is as recent as
0: 2017.
1: Okay. Uh, I haven't seen that. Maybe that's one we could we could look at at some point.
0: I suppose, yeah. Let's leave it a few episodes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: It only grows 836,000, whereas Open Water 2 oh, grows 6.8, so you can see the diminishing returns as, as it goes on. Yeah. Open Water 5 and 6.
1: Well, well, I went into, I looked at Open Water 3, Cage Dive, as it's called, and it didn't do very well, but it it kind of bared a lot of similarities to another film that it's called 47 metres down. Okay. And that, and that grossed 62 million worldwide.
0: I've never obviously
1: as an audience
0: for
1: this kind of film, and not just me and you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well. People also search for, it's funny, it's given It's a few people that people also search for, and one of them, the first one you come to is, well, one of the first ones is Jaws The Revenge, then Jaws 2, so the original Jaws, and then Jaws 3, the original Jaws isn't getting a look in.
1: (laughs) I don't want to associate it with it, that's why. (laughs) No, no. The way I was viewing it, I was kind of comparing it to, or not comparing it, from a viewpoint of the shallows, which was the last film we'd reviewed, in the way they eased up the te- or cranked up the tension and made her she was on a rock, you know, similar in a way that two characters out in their own, not a, lot of, a huge amount of dialogue. She was one character in the shallows. But they totally, they cranked up the tension in that really, really well, despite the fact she was what hundred meters from the, yeah from the Shore or something like that, that made it feel further, made it feel so much more isolated. And I just didn't feel this did that at all. Yeah. Um, despite the fact they were supposedly in the middle of the ocean. It, yeah, yeah. it had more of a feeling of, than a swimming pool, despite the fact it was actually yeah. filmed on location. In the ocean,
0: yeah, just... with, with real sharks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. So Maybe what? just in a different set of hands, it would be a terrific film.
0: Yeah. Fair, <laughs> Open water shirt. Out of how many fins out of five?
1: I'm going to give it two, two for effort. Two for effort. Okay. What about you?
0: Do you know, Stuart? That's probably that is a pretty good way to put it. They've done well at the bottom. They've, you know, they've made a hit film. Whatever way you want to look at it. What do you think is deserving or not? It's a bit like you know, Charlie no. gets the number one. What do you think it's good or not? You know, Scott, it's it's got, Scott has done something so. Uh, yeah, they've done something. They almost deserve two for I try I, I should really have noted what I what I gave like preep jaws two in the shallows and things and sort of I'll give it I tell you what, I'll give it two. Yeah, I'll give it two for effort like you. That's a good that is a you've hit this you've hit this spot there, I think. Two for effort and two for each time you've seen it.
1: Yes, it was it was it was a film.
0: It was a film. Was. Open water was a film. It is a film. It was a film. We've yeah. given it two fins for effort, and it obviously turned it around at the box office.
1: We, we can't argue with 55 million.
0: 55 million. You can't argue with that, and you've given it to, for each time you've seen it. Yes. So. <laughs> Smashing. Okay, well, that is, that is or that was open water. Plenty of good info on, online uh, about it, some really interesting articles on National Geographic and things like that, so uh, so yeah have a look at that if it's something that you are interested in one thing as well coming up with your interest if you'd like to go and listen to Steve Batchall um, talking in person about uh, bringing marine dreams to life um, that he is actually in Edinburgh on the 2nd of April and Glasgow on the 3rd of April oh. Belfast on the 4th and Aberdeen on the 5th and various other dates around the UK um, over April and May, so um, yeah, something to look out for. A really interesting guy, and obviously, obviously, his film something very important that was shown at COP twenty six. So uh, yeah, definitely yeah. worth listening to.
1: Okay. Something we should look into. Go into
0: certainly, definitely. So we're just about done for uh, for episode four, Stuart. But most importantly, perhaps the most important moment of the podcast of all, you've got to tell us which film we're going to watch and review on episode five.
1: The next film we're going to look at is potentially a contender for the best film. <laughs> is that uh, we're going to go for an absolute classic, Dino Shark?
0: Is that is that the film that, uh, that my girlfriend bought you for two pounds out of a charity shop in Fort William? That Dino <laughs> Shark.
1: It is indeed, and so we will find out whether it's about £2 well two pounds well
0: spent. Well, I've already watched it, so it's, it's put up, we've had about 50p's worth of value out of that.
1: Okay, we, we will show review that. It is a film from... Let's see... find more details about it.
0: <laughs> because they don't just trip off the tongue with details about that. It's not something that's inbuilt built knowledge, I don't think, for anybody on this earth. Perhaps, perhaps, for the people <laughs> who made
1: it. And can't actually even find the details <laughs> Oh no, there we go. Sorry, I'm looking at it. Okay, so yep, it's a film from 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I believe it was straight to video. <laughs> um, and it's got some top names in it, like uh, Eric Balfour, uh, Eva Hasberger, Guillermo Ivan. You know all the household names. Um, so yeah, I think we'll go, I think we'll go to. The, we spoke before about the kind of the B movies, the Z movies, I think, or right, that's a Z movie probably, isn't it? That's the let's 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 go for that for a bit of fun and just to see. It's, and then we can it's a good comparison to something like Open Water, which is a serious, take serious type film. That's a good comparison, I think. This one uh,
0: this one is less is less uh, is less serious. Okay. Smashing. Okay, so. Dino shark it is for episode five. Yep. But we, Stuart, thank you very much indeed. Um, that was a, another enjoyable show. I'm just finishing off my beer, so it's perfect timing. And um, we'll look forward to I look forward to speaking to you on episode five.
1: Yes, thank you very much. That was good fun. Uh, and yes, I'm looking forward to episode five and reviewing uh, an absolute classic.
0: <laughs> I think I'm sure we'll we'll have to. I'll just I'm just. I'll come armed with the facts. How many Oscars it won? All um, the awards, all the awards won, which I'm sure are plentiful.
1: Well, it's all stored in my head already, so it's fine. I will do that.
0: Excellent. We'll see you in Stuart Take care. See
1: you then. Take care, Jimmy.
0: Thanks for listening. Bye bye.